0: Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.
1: This is Jonathan Siegley here with Don Callahan for the UNC football recruiting update.
0: Don, how's it going today, man? Good. I have a house full of kids. I guess I'm as good as you could possibly be underneath those sort of circumstances. How about you? I'm doing all
1: right. Certainly got a little bit less on my plate than that, but I uh, appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to still come on and provide the recruiting update. Really just wanted to start this one off, Don. I saw the article that you posted on Inside Carolina on the Tar Pit Premium Message Board, and it had to do with Peyton Wilson. He's the four-star linebacker commit. Obviously, a lot of Carolina fans by this point know that Peyton opened up his recruitment to a degree, I guess. He took that visit to NC State. He's supposed to take one to Notre Dame. But, you know, without kind of spoiling the whole article, it seemed to me like you maybe got the impression that Peyton is really just kind of weighing his options. So what can you say to kind of elaborate on that?
0: Well, it wasn't a whole lot of what he said. I mean, he said all the right things. So let me get that out there. He did say all the right things, but it was more kind of a feel I got from him. For example, we we talked about you know what's gonna happen in January. So he was talking about as far as assuming that he's gonna be at Carolina sort of thing. Like he has that mentality that he's gonna be at Carolina. When we were talking about we also touched on his his knee injury and for those who Having followed his recruitment too much or his situation recently, he blew out his knee. At, I think it was the second to last game of his senior season. So he's obviously going to miss. Well, his season ended this past Friday. They lost in the first round. He obviously is going to miss the Shrine Bowl and uh, the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. But when we were talking about that, I asked him, I said, so are you going to be able to do anything in spring practice? And he said, no, you know, when I go to Carolina, I'm, I'm going to be basically kind of just use it as like a mental period. I think that's the term that he used. So to me, I feel like he has the mindset of in, you know, a couple of months, he's going to be in Chapel Hill. And I think that's a good thing for, for UNC. Obviously, whenever you have a commit visiting other schools, it's a very dicey situation. But I think that there's different degrees that you have to worry. And I just, in talking to him and in talking to people who are close to him, I feel like it's on the, the lesser of that scale. What was, what was kind of your takeaway from from the story?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it seemed like this was one where there was a lot that was between the lines. I mean, Peyton came on the podcast with us. He seemed to be very enthusiastic about getting to Carolina. When we also spoke with Jordan Adams, he mentioned that he knew Peyton was going to be looking around. But Jordan kind of just said, you know, I'm not that worried about it. Peyton's told me he's still committed. It's obviously never a good sign, like you mentioned, when a committed prospect is visiting other schools. And I think for Carolina fans, it was especially disheartening to see that one of the schools was NC State. But I mean, I got the sense that really Peyton maybe just wanted to take that extra look. I mean, you mentioned it that, you know, if you were a highly rated kid taking visits, especially official ones, you know, you would take all five. And I agree with you on that. I certainly would. I'd be going to like, ucla or arizona just to see uh the campus so to say so yeah
0: i was scheduled an official visit to hawaii for sure Uh, definitely (laughs) yeah i i definitely understand the notre dame thing just as far as wanting to go i mean i know a lot of people don't like notre dame but they're I'm, i'm assuming most people at least respect notre dame to the point where understanding where It is in kind of college football history. So I think it would be, I've never been. So I think it would be a great experience to go and kind of experience that. I'm with you. The NC State visit, I don't know if I understand that completely. Obviously, you know, NC State was playing Clemson that weekend. So it was a big game, but he could still have gone to that visit unofficially and not spent the entire weekend. But, you know, obviously he chose to, and he gets, you know, his food paid for and all that sort of stuff. So I, I guess that's a nice little bonus. But it being his rival in a school that he's going to, if he sticks with Carolina, he's going to be hating for the next four years. It It's kind of strange for him to officially visit there practically a couple months before he's about to roll at north of Carolina.
1: Yeah, that was a big red flag, I think, to me and probably a lot of people, given the timing of it. It was NC State. It was a big game. But, you know, I mean, it's not set in stone at this point. Obviously, Peyton can still change his mind. But I did get a more reassuring sense from the article and then from what you've told me just now that it looks like Peyton will be sticking with with the Tar Heels. So crossing the fingers, hoping that comes to pass, because moving on to the next topic, you and I kind of discussed this a little bit off air last week about Payton, I have the view that he is a potentially bedrock type of player on the defensive side. I see him and if Caroline can land Dax Holyfield as just a pair that you can almost structure an entire defense around. But when looking at the class, Don, who do you kind of see as maybe joining Payton as being someone that can really contribute on the defensive side of the ball and I'm focusing on that because Carolina fans basically for the entire Fedora time period have been worrying about the defense or whether or not it's going to be good enough. So that's why I wanted to start there.
0: Now, you talk about players that are already committed, or you talk about ones that could potentially be added to this class? Let's talk about some ones that are already committed. But if there's okay. a name out there that
1: you think Carolina has a better-than-not chance of landing, that can also fit that profile of just being someone that can really contribute on, on the defensive side. Let's go ahead and discuss them too.
0: All right, well, outside of Peyton Wilson, who's the obvious one, there's a couple guys that I, that I, or I guess a few guys that I really like. I think Chris Collins has a very high ceiling. He's only a four-star guy, but he's a, a double coach's son, really. His, his dad is the defensive coordinator of his high school, which is a Benedictine in uh, Richmond, Virginia. His mom's actually a women's basketball coach. So he has that sort of mentality where he knows just what goes into preparation. And from everything that his coach has said, you can definitely kind of see that with him. Um, he's a very smart kid. I mean, Benedictine's a very, very good school, but he also is it's one of those kids that really kind of I feel like that the term student of the game is is kind of thrown out there so often that it's it's become a cliche. But he truly is. And a lot of that is because of when he comes home, his dad, I'm sure, is is working on film, his his mom is working on film and and he's always around it. And he actually has been around that the, his high school's program since, I think, his uh, middle school years, kind of being around and, and just kind of hanging out with his dad and everything. The other guy I like is DeAndre Hollins. And I, and I like him because he has this, uh, this confidence, which I think is so important for the cornerback position. It's really kind of, I feel like it's an underrated characteristic that you need with your cornerbacks. But he is just, and it, he's not one of those guys that, you know, he just says things and, you know, he's just saying them. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys where you can just kind of feel that he 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 believes what he's saying, when he feels like he's going to shut down a guy or win a game or on those sort of things. And you know he he definitely practices what he preached when he participated in at Fedor's Freak show. He made it a purpose to go up against Jordan Adams. I think it was the first like f- handful of of reps. Usually when you go on one on ones, you might get a guy, might get the same receiver a couple times during the entire period. But he made it a point to make sure that he was jumping in line so that he was going up against Jordan Adams because he knew that Jordan Adams was the best receiver there. And even though Jordan Adams got the best of him most of the time, he still kind of kept on going out there and kept on, you know, going up against Jordan. The other guy who I really like and I got a, a new appreciation for him after I went and saw him play live, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, in the season finale against Crosstown Rival Heritage is Javon Terry from um, Wake Forest High School in Wake Forest, North Carolina. I mean, he's a, he's a kid who, he has some work to do in the classroom, but from my understanding, everything is progressing like it needs to be. And, and there's no serious fear that he's not going to qualify right now. And because of that, some schools were, were a little bit scared off by him, but he's a kid who's Who's just a freak of nature? You know his you know, his his forty yard dash is uh, I think it was something in the four four range. You know for a six two 190 ninety pound DB he also had he also broad jumped over ten feet. And these are are times that he actually did multiple. You know this summer at Fedora's Freak Show and last summer at North Carolina's camp. But he's also he plays at one of the he plays probably the best high school team in North Carolina right now. They're, they're the. The top team in the in the four A classification, they're undefeated. They've completely demolished everyone they played against. So he's not playing against slouches every Friday night. And, and the game that I saw, he he definitely, you know, the lights were on and he was on. I mean, he had I think it was season highs and and tackles and pass deflections. He had three pass deflections and then also intercepted a a, a pass and returned it sixty seven yards which the offense eventually put into the end zone. So those are the three that I really like. I really, I mean, I, I like I like the entire class. I don't want to feel like I'm leaving anybody out, but those are the guys that really kind of jumped out to me.
1: Yeah, Javon Terry and Chris Collins were the two that actually I wanted to, to talk about. I mentioned Collins briefly there before I got around to actually asking you the question <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit, but Collins and Terry, the reason why those are the two that I wanted to bring up is given their high athletic ceilings, because Mm -hmm. from what I've seen of their tape, both of them are guys that, I mean, I think even though Collins is, like you mentioned, a coach's son, I still get the sense that he plays with a little, his game is a little raw, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But I think he has the physical tools to Mm -hmm. really take that up to the next level. And Javon Terry is in that same mold. I mean, playing for Wake Forest, he's, you know, a teammate of Devin Lawrence with that Wake Forest team that's just a juggernaut right now. But he's one where I almost feel that his rating is a little bit low. I mean, I know he's he's on scout. They got him as a number two safety North Carolina, but overall his national rating is very low, which given his athleticism, I was, I'm surprised by that because his frame is also one that I think you could really develop. I think he's probably more of a, of a free safety than a strong mm-hmm. side safety. But, I agree with that, yeah. yeah, But his frame is one where I think he can add on some muscle to be able to provide not just good cover in the air, but also that run support.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the thing too is, so this year he's mostly playing cornerback. I think almost every game that I've seen of his, he's played only cornerback, although he has played some safety throughout his career. So I don't think he's a cornerback on the college level. I agree with you. I I feel like he's a a free safety. But the fact that he has so much experience at cornerback on a defense that plays against some pretty stiff competition – That obviously is going to uh, only help him during his North Carolina career because he's a guy that in a third-down situation where the opposing offense comes out with four wide receivers, he can easily kind of come down and man up one of those interior wide receivers, and you don't have to worry about it because he has that experience. He also has the length. We talked at Nauseam, I feel like, about his athleticism. So, I I mean, he obviously isn't a guy that you want locking down a uh, receiver you know for the entire game but he's a guy who could do it in certain situations
1: definitely yeah i think he's just he flashes a lot of potential and don since i know you got the house full of kids we'll go ahead and kind of make this a little bit of an abbreviated podcast so we'll go ahead and wrap this one up don get back to the house full of kids man but thanks a lot for taking the time out of the evening to go ahead and talk with me real quick
0: i think i would rather talk with you but (laughs) i'll talk to you later (laughs) all
1: right sounds good don thanks
0: Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault
1: Cajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finance is made under
0: a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie.